Canto 5, Chapter 1 The Activities of Maharaj Priyavrata The king said, Why, O sage, was Priyavrata, the great devotee content with the soul, so happy to stay at home, the place that is the root cause of bondage in karma and contempt for the renounced order? Surely such a thing as indulgence in family affairs, O wisest of the twice-born, cannot be desirable for that kind of people free from attachments. It suffers no doubt that the consciousness of great souls finds its satisfaction in the shade of the feet of the Lord praised in the verses, and not so much in the mind of attachment to kith and kin. This is my great doubt, O Brahmin. How can, as with Priyavrata, on account of the forces of one's wife, home, children, and so on, perfection and an unfailing determination unto Krishna come about. Sri Shuka said, You are perfectly right in what you said about the hearts of liberated persons and devotees that are absorbed in the nectarian honey of the talks at the lotus-like feet of their beloved Lord praised in the scriptures. Despite the setbacks they sometimes encounter, they practically never give up their most exalted position. It is a well-known fact, O king, that Prince Priyavrata indeed was a supreme devotee who, in a service at Narada's feet, very quickly became aware of the complete truth concerning the spiritual purpose that he constantly discussed in dedicated enthusiasm. Even though his father asked him to rule over the surface of the earth because he incorporated so many of the best qualities, he could not be happy with it. He did not want to be distracted in his great liking for, with all of his senses and actions, in yoga being absorbed in the Supreme Lord of the soul of the universe, but for no reason he could refuse to accept that post, because when he in any other way would forgo the untrue, that certainly would lead to cultural decay. And so it happened that the first among the demigods, Lord Brahma, surrounded by all his personal associates and the Vedas, descended from his abode. It is he who is always thinking of the welfare of the complete of this universal creation consisting of the three modes. He knows its ultimate purpose, the Supreme Soul, from which he originated himself. Alike the moon in the sky among the stars, he, on his way, here and there, by the leaders of the demigods, was worshipped from their heavenly carriers. And the same was done by groups of perfected ones, inhabitants of heaven, refined ones, singers and sages, when he thus, as the radiating center, reached the vicinity of the Gandhamadana mountains where Priyavrata was meditating. Recognizing the swan carrier of his almighty father, Lord Hiranyagarbha, Brahma, the Devarishi, Narada, Priyavata, and his father, Manu, present there, immediately rose to their feet with their hands folded in order to be respectfully of worship with all the paraphernalia. O son of Bharata, the Lord, the original person of the universe, who thus, out of gratitude for the glory of his descent, according to the customs, was confronted with the articles of worship and the praise of his qualities in lofty language, then addressed Priyavrata, while he looked at him with a compassionate smile. 
the great Lord said, My son, pay attention to the truth I am telling you. You should not be jealous of the Godhead who is beyond our ken. We, Lord Shiva, your father and this great Rishi Narada, all carry out his order and cannot deviate. No living entity that accepted a material body can escape from what was decided by him, not by austerity nor by education, not by yoga nor by one's strength or intelligence, nor can one ever defy his will by one's opulence, by the virtue of one's duty, with the help of someone else, or by any personal endeavor. O oh my dear, under the direction of the one unseen, all living entities accept it to be connected to a material body for performing actions according to their karma, and are thus always bound to birth and death, sadness and illusion, fear, happiness and distress. My son, in our inevitable bondage to guna and karma, we, just like the four-legged bull that with a rope through its nose is bound to the two-legged driver, are tied to the long rope of Vedic instruction and to all who, within the Varnasharama system, are engaged in contributing to please the Lord. Like blind men being led by someone who can see, my best one, we, being submitted to his Vedic rope, inevitably have to face the distress and happiness associated with the qualities and the work, depending the situation of the body that our protector gave us. Even a liberated person must for a lifetime maintain his body that he obtained as a consequence of the past, enjoying it free from erroneous conceptions. But, as far as another material body is concerned, a repeated birth, he sees matters like someone who awakened from sleep. He will never follow the lead of its material qualities. Someone not paying attention to this, someone not willing to control his senses, has, even when he resides in the forest, to fear because of the six co-wives of the five senses and the mind. But, on the other hand, what harm can a householder's existence do to a self-satisfied learned man who has conquered his senses? Having entered a household existence, anyone who wants to conquer those six adversaries must first try to master them from within that stronghold. For only when the unregulated desires of those firm enemies have lost their strength, one, thus having ripened with experience, can move about freely. When you have conquered these six opponents and are freed from attachments by these special orders of the original person, you, sheltered in this fortress by the safe haven of the lotus feet of him with the lotus-like navel, can enjoy all pleasures in the world and thus find your way. Sri Shuka said, The great devotee of Brahma, the mighty Lord who is the spiritual master of the three worlds, thus being fully instructed, as a humble soul bowed his head in acceptance of his order and said, Yes, I will, and respectfully carried out what he said. With Priyavrata and Narada in peace taking notice, the great Lord was also duly respected by Manu. Thereupon he left to return to his abode, the place above all places, 
which is indescribable and unfathomable. Manu, who, as well supported by Lord Brahma, executed his plan and with the permission of Narada, handed the responsibility for the maintenance and protection of all the worlds in the universe over to his son, was therewith personally relieved from his desires in the so very dangerous, poisonous ocean of the material world. Priyavrata, Manu's son, who, as the emperor of the universe, according to the order of the Lord, thus was fully engaged in material affairs, was by constantly meditating on the two lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, the original person whose transcendental influence destroys all bondage, completely purified with all the dirt washed from his heart and ruled the material world with the only wish to honor the great souls. He thereupon married Barishmati, the daughter of Vishwakarma, one of the founding fathers, and begot in her, next to a daughter who as the youngest of his children carried the name Urjasvati, ten sons who in their character, qualities, activities, beauty and prowess were of a greatness equal to his own. His sons, he all, gave the names of Agni, the god of fire, Agnidra, Idmajiva, Yaknya Bau, Mahavira, Hiranya Rita, Grita Prishta, Savana, Medatiti, Vitihotra, and Kavi. Three of them, Kavi, Mahavira, and Savana, were celibate souls who, motivated from within, from the beginning of their childhood, lived for the transcendental knowledge, on the basis of which they, well conversant with the highest spiritual perfection, took to the renounced order. These transcendental sages lived by the peace of the qualities of that celebrated order for the protection of the association of all living beings who, in fear and anxiety about their material existence, have the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord Vasudeva as their only shelter. In their constant remembrance, they, the brothers, free from contaminations, being purified by virtue of the highest form of yoga, the yoga of devotion, observed in their hearts the Supreme Lord of all living beings. They saw him directly as situated within themselves and realized that they were equal to him in their quality, that they in that sense did not differ from the Lord of the Supersoul. In another wife he begot three more sons named Uttama, Tamasa, and Raivata, who all became rulers of the Manu period. After his sons were trained in the renounced order, he, Priyavrata, thus became the master of the universe, where he, endowed with powerful arms of command, together with them pulled the bowstring loudly to defeat all who opposed the Dharma. Without interruption, for 110 million years, there was the rule of the great soul who, with the daily increasing amiability, femininity, shyness, laughs, glances and exchanges of love in his repeated births with his wife Barishmati, enjoyed a life of pleasure. But, confounded and defeated by it, he lost his discernment. Not appreciating that the sun god, as long as he circumambulated Mount Meru, laid up one side of the earth and left the other half in the dark, he, who, in his worship of the fortunate one, was of a supernatural power, then said, 
I will make the night as brilliant as the day. And to enforce that, he followed the orbit of the sun in a chariot exactly seven times and with the same speed, like he was a second sun. With the rims of the wheels of his chariot creating trenches, were by him thus operating, the seven oceans brought about that divided the earth, Bumandala, into the seven dvipas, the continents or islands. Known as Jambu, Plaksha, Shalmali, Kusha, Kransha, Shaka and Pushkara, each of them is produced all round outside and twice as big as the one preceding it. The seven oceans, figuratively like a kind of body fluids, consisting of salt water, sugarcane juice, liquor, clarified butter, milk, fluid yogurt and sweet water, are of the same size as the islands that they, as the trenches of his wheels, one after the other consecutively fully enclose. For each of the Dwipas, separately, the husband of Barishmati, beginning with Jambu Dwipa, installed as their ruler one of his faithful sons named Agnidra, Igmajiva, Yaknyabahu, Iranyareta, Grita Prishta, Medatiti and Vidyotra. He further gave the daughter named Urjasvati in marriage to the great sage Ushana. She gave birth to a daughter named Devayani. For the devotees of the lord of the great steppes, Urukrama, who, by resorting to the dust of his feet, are able to conquer the six qualities, such an achievement of personal power is not that surprising at all, for even a fifth-class person, an outcast, will immediately forsake his material attachment when he only once utters the name of the Lord. He, Priyavrata, thus unparalleled in strength and influence, one day understood that he, despite his surrender to the feet of the Devarishi Narada, had fallen down because of his concern with the basic qualities of matter in which he found no satisfaction. In a spirit of renunciation he then said to himself, Oh, what a wrong I have done, for I was completely absorbed in the nescience of a life of sense gratification. The dark well of material pleasure made me guilty of a lot of distress and look like a dancing monkey, insignificant and of no importance in the hands of my wife. Doomed and damned I am indeed. Thus he criticized himself. With his self-realization, achieved by the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the beyond, with handing over the earth to his faithfully following sons, with dividing the inheritance, with forsaking his queen he had enjoyed so much, with giving up the dead corpus of his great opulence, and with his heart in perfect surrender having taken to renunciation, he was certain to be back on the path of the great saint Narada and the stories about the Lord. The following verses apply to him. What was done by Priyavrata, no one could have done except for the Supreme Lord. He dissipated the darkness and created the seven seas by the impressions of the rims of the wheels of his chariot. It was he who, in order to stop the fighting of the nations on the different continents, created the situation of the boundaries in this world in the form of rivers, 
mountain ranges and forests and such. He, as the most beloved follower of the original person, considered all opulence of the lower worlds, the heavens and the earth, as also that what is acquired by fruit of action and by yoga, the cities, to be nothing but hell.